Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, do we really want the JJ cut? Yeah, let's just put that to bed. So so that's part of what we're going to talk about this week. Actually, I was very <laughs> proud of the subtitle. I said, great, another hashtag campaign for an overlong self-indulgent cut, in quotes, of a bad movie. So... <laughs> Yeah, well, I have thoughts on. I this know you one. like the and, Snyder cut, and I'm not calling the oh, Snyder no. cut bad, but the Justice no, no, League was, was, a, was a, an objectively bad movie. No, I meant the, the reasoning behind this whole all of a sudden well, JJ cut, and it's cute. It's four hours long. It's like okay, yeah. um, you know, if you're gonna give us anybody's cut, give us like the notes that George Lucas gave. Yeah, I'd I'd rather read that or watch a storyboard of that than. Just we just need to move on. Actually, if you're gonna give us a, a, a cut, like let's go back and start over with episode seven and be like, all right, redo. We're, <laughs> we're taking a mulligan on this trilogy, folks. Um, <laughs> do the do the you know the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, the Disney trilogy did not exist. You did not see this. Oh yeah, I don't know. The rumors are are, are starting up again too. So we'll we'll get to that. Um, but first, we actually have – we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we're going to kind of book in the episode. Um, Sebastian Stan gave an interview to Collider um, saying that they're in possible talks for season two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, you know, here we are. We had episode five today as the day we're recording this on the 16th. And, you know – it seems like there's a lot of story to tell and not a lot of episodes left to tell it. I.e. one episode. <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, what are, what are they going to do here? Um, so not to spoil anything, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus showed up as a character who's kind of been important to certain invasion angles in the comic mm-hmm. yep. uh, show up this week. So I think maybe, unfortunately, this means all all roads lead to uh, Captain Marvel 2. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about a season two. I, I, was, I was all set to be okay with a self-contained season one. Um, well, you said, told me something the other day where about this. Falcon and Winter Soldiers, like you said, it doesn't it they didn't have a plan for it to lead into anything. Right. With WandaVision, we knew from the start it was leading into Doctor Strange 2, which I believe is almost finished up principal photography, if I'm not uh, mistaken. I believe you are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yes. Yes. So and again, the first there were some good moments in the first few episodes. So, but I was around where you are. I was thinking, you know, a self-contained season, fine. I'm good with the last two weeks has made me start rethinking this one, because as we, as you mentioned, there's a lot of stuff to cover mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to adequately cover it in 50 minutes or however long yeah, next week's episode is. I don't is. think they could have even covered it in, eight episodes like or nine not like wandavision yeah, um i don't think honest. satisfactorily no no uh and, because yeah and there's a ton of stuff there's no way that they can give me give me my favorite series that i want to see come out of this um sam and bucky forrest gump 
Lieutenant Dan style shrimp boat fishing. Yeah, Sam, just Sam and Bucky built build and uh, built boats. No, no, no. They build the boat and then they go and they get crawdads and stuff. They go fish. <laughs> they they go get you know and and they're they're you know Bucky's like Sam, you can make all sorts of shrimp. You can make boiled shrimp, fried shrimp, buffalo shrimp, barbecue shrimp, shrimp, shrimp cocktail. You know, like that could be a whole series by itself. Just the two of these idiots fixing up boats. <laughs> like, anyway, uh, I, that was my favorite part of the episode. Just spoiler. Uh, actually, no, that was my second favorite part because it had an amazing training montage, and I'm a sucker for montages. I love, um, I love training montages. We are, we are of the Rocky generation. So we were raised on montages, um, the Karate Kid, so, you know, things like that. What song just went through my head? Speaking of montages Speaking and of Karate montage, Kid, montage, you're the best. Oh around. no! Uh, I thought you were talking about the, the Team America World Police, the montage song when they're doing the training montage for Gary the puppet. I don't remember that. Yeah, dude, that's a great movie. But yeah, you know, you could you could have you're the best around. Absolutely. Phil Esposito there. Somebody um, has to do that. Like in, in the scene we're talking about in this episode, somebody needs to put that in there. See all right. It you're on it. You're on it, D. Get it done. <laughs> do it. Do it. I, we're, I, I'm, I'm just imagine a little Shia LaBeouf looking at you right now. Do it. So and, so, and again, this also leads into, I've read a couple people or watch videos where mm-hmm. people like nerd Roddick were talking about, they don't think they're doing a WandaVision season two because um, the quote unquote tepid response to WandaVision is like, no, they're not doing a season two for WandaVision because that was not the plan. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not doing season two of WandaVision because Spider-Man three and Dr. Strange two are going to wrap that up. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and again, I, w- I've had my issues with this season, but, Again, the whole fishing boat thing, like you were saying, I really like the chemistry we we get here, and I would like to see a little bit more of that. Plus, I would really, really like to see some of the darker parts of the MCU as, you know, kind of yeah. Madripoor and stuff like that. And so, they could do a lot all right, with all right. this. Well, let's so, save that we'll for see. the end of the episode. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting. Season two, I I, I think I want it. I, I don't know that I want it. Um, but yeah, so moving on, speaking of the Snyder Cut, um, <laughs> we got Army of the Deads. I guess, is this the premiere trailer? The first trailer yes. for it? Um, so it is, uh, it's a whopping three minutes and two seconds long. So I'm just going to hit play. Uh, <laughs> and Zack Snyder's music. <laughs> it, it's a hundred percent Zack Snyder's music. Um, Snyder friend, our friend Carlo, tell me he's like, I'd watch anything with Dave in it. I'm like, really? Even Spectre? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this looks interesting. Um, you know, it, it's a. You know, Batista, I love Batista. I do love that it says director of 300, Man of Steel, and Dawn of the Dead. Like, none yeah. of the other DCEU stuff is in there. Definitely not sh- Sucker Punch. Um, I do appreciate that. It seems like the majority of this film is going to take place in the bright daylight, which is a great departure for Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
it look it looks very interesting. Yeah, I'm it, also looking forward to zombies eating the hell out of Tignataro. <laughs> I just saw something about how everybody's obsessed with Tig now after this trailer. I'm like, um, okay, dude like, is ripped. Uh, obsessed with with her getting eaten by zombies, or yeah, like the well, other way. Like I, I don't know. I think it was the whole um, aviators and uh, cigarette thing, so what have you. The cigarello. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is um, you know, a heist zombie movie. I I love yeah. I love both genres equally. So. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> heist movie, which we love because yeah. we did an episode on heist. Well, I mean, you know me with a good heist. I'm I'm all about yeah. a good heist. Uh, I do I do like how the people were overreacting to the woman dressed as a showgirl, uh, or like it's it's their Wonder Woman Easter egg. Mm, no, that's a no. Vegas showgirl. You you guys got to stop trying to like shoehorn the gosh darn DCEU into everything Snyder does. He's moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this and is him also, moving on in an amazing way. Yeah, and also these zombies are totally unfair. Because they're smart and they're fast yeah. and strong and can run, yeah. And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna eat. Um, I will say I also get excited whenever I see Garrett Delahunt in a movie or in anything. Uh, uh, I love Garrett Delahunt. So if you guys haven't watched Raising Hope, one hundred percent go uh, go watch that. Um, but the saber tooth or not the saber tooth, the Bengal tiger, the the Siegfried and Roy tiger that zombified yeah. was my favorite part of the whole trailer. Yeah, I love that part. So, but yeah, then the gambler, yeah, this, it was just a good use of the gambler right there. So, yeah. And it was, what is that? May, what was it? Oh, I just Let's see. closed it. It's like May 7th or May something 21st. Like oh, May 21st. Oh, so May 7th, I believe is Jupiter's legacy, which another <laughs> one I can't wait for. That's right. Yeah. May 21st, my wedding anniversary. So I know what we're going to do for my wedding anniversary. We're going to watch. Uh, <laughs> so Angel doesn't know that yet, but you know, I was about to say, are you sure about that? So, uh, anyway, so I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. It's just another reason that I, uh, I ended up walking back, canceling Netflix. So thanks, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Cost me 14 bucks a month, you bastard. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to, this, forward to this as well. So, so, all right. Uh, moving on then as we're, we're making, we're making good time through the news bites here so we can actually talk about real stuff later. Uh, Boom Studios announced that Berserker number one went back to a fourth printing. Um, so what's okay? So comic book sales are weird, right? So it can sell out from the publisher, but you could go to any comic book store in America and find like a thousand copies of it. Right. This is not that case. Like this, this is, is it's it's selling out with everybody. Um, it's already sold 615,000 copies. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of books. And so if we're talking about, let me pull up the calculator here while we're doing this. So 615,000, uh, times 399, I mean, they made almost two and a half million dollars to date off of this book. Um, you know. That's pretty. I mean, that's at the high end. I'm, I'm sure they didn't make that much, but uh, I mean that that's that's what we're looking for from from comics. And like Boom has been killing it um, with with this and and their uh, their um, 
Power Rangers, uh, some of the other stuff that they've got going on. I think they did the they oh the Expanse book that they were doing. Um, they've got Buffy and Angel now and, and Firefly, which has been pretty good. Um, you know, so yeah. So what you're saying is that if you make a comic with a good story, you can sell them and you can yes. make money well, and be popular. And so you've got Al Ewing, Tom Taylor, um, Kieran Gillen, Brian Azzarello, Colin Bunn, like they're all over James Tynion. Uh, they're all over a boom doing their own creator own stuff there and and it's really good and it doesn't have any of the baggage that you're getting with the big two right now um mm-hmm. oh dune the dune house of trades written by uh hack brian herbert um which you know it's leto when how it's it, it should be called dune how leto met duncan um <laughs> but uh or how, how i met your idaho there we go <laughs> um but yeah but i mean this is great. This is great news for them. Um, you know, I bought the print copy and the digital copy, which I will probably continue to do. Um, you know, and, and B is is a great character, half mortal, half god, all John Wick. You know, it's it's just one of those things that, you know, like I said, Boom is killing it right now. Um, there's a ton of shakeups happening in the comic book industry. Um you know, Valiant Comics is probably not going to be a thing anymore after a little while. Um, you know, IDW is on it's it's dying. It's you know, it's death rattle is upon us. Um, you know, so it's nice to see Boom step up. Boom is stepping up and they've taken over that place that like Dark Horse held. Yeah, and I, I used to love Dark Horse comics so. back in the day. And Dark but, Horse yeah, is still your... doing good stuff. Like let's not mince like let's not besmirch yeah. Dark Horse. <laughs> Yeah, so with a lot of the stuff, you know, I've read some of the Buffy stuff they've done. Uh, I've read a little bit of Angel, not a lot recently, at least. But yeah, I I, I think I said this when we reviewed the first epi- first issue of Berserker that I pre-ordered the trade. Yeah, I think it was the trade. I can't remember if I pre-ordered the trade or the hardcover, because again, this is a book. I, you know, the whole half man, half god, or whatever. Again, when you you were talking about you know love zombie and hype, I love that type of story. Yeah, you know, I, I love that type of character, and it, the way they did this, the the way it unfolded, it was pretty straightforward, but it gave you enough mystery, and gave you gave you enough nuggets of information for me to want to come back and come back yeah. again because it's the type of it's one of those comics that it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. At least you know the first episode, and I don't know how deep it's going to be. But it it was a great start, yep. and I'm glad to see that something like this is doing well. Well, and you know this is this is like along the lines with Ethan Van Skyver's all cap comics, you know, with Cyber Frog and Brute the Rainbow and and all of those various things, and then um, your boy Zach on YouTube with his comics and um, oh, what's the other one? world-class bullshitters with um you know stealing solo i mean these are all independent comics that have done really well and and made their their creators a lot of money and made fans really happy because they're getting good books you know the fact Mm -hmm. that they're saying this is um making the highest selling original comic launch in almost 30 years from on a distributor level that's huge oh absolutely huge now you know they they did it right they they went and got someone like keanu who was involved um, how much of it he wrote f- with versus Matt Kind, I don't know. Um, 
Ron Garney is a great artist. It, it looked really good. Bill Crabtree's colors are some of the best in the business. Um, you know, and even, you know, Clem Robbins, he's a good letterer. Like, there's no, there's no, like, weird things, like, by the end of the issue, the lettering is, like, huge or, like, you know, just not as good as at the beginning because um, maybe they had to rush it. But, no, they, they, they took – they're taking their time with it and, it, and it's good stuff. And so, yeah, this 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 is the – to steal the Star Wars, this is the way. Um, I, I look forward to seeing more of this. And, honestly, like, with, with everyone I mentioned from Boom, I mean, they're all capable of, of doing this kind of work. And and putting it out there, um, and and it's great to see new things, right? It's not just, yeah. it's not like a retreaded character or a, a you know a tokenized version of the character like we were just talking about uh, before we started recording, or even you know, um, 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 you know, like a multiverse or Elseworlds type thing. These this is these are all new stories. Um, this is where like. DC, not DC. IDW's gotten into trouble. IDW had a bunch of really good, like, stuff. oh yeah, they did. Like they had the cape, yeah. they had lock and key. Um, shit, I just totally blank. They had a bunch of stuff. They had like like ten things that were like IDW, yo, creator owned, like creator owned, but IDW owned. Um, kind of like Image, you know. They've got like, yo, obviously the Walking Dead, Invincible, um, Saga, Descender, um manifest destiny all the all these like great things um but now idw is only licensing things and the best thing at idw right now is the ninja turtles yeah that, that that's a really good story and the like, last the last three. ronin is is freaking awesome so uh you know who who thought mikey had it in him uh <laughs> but but yeah so no this this is exciting this has me like this has me excited and, and the fact that we've been talking about comics more um you know, has been great. Super Sons is a digital first thing that, you know, they just put the first two digital ver- digital issues out um, this week and, and floppy. And, you know, I picked it up and it's, it's, it's what you expect from, from uh, um, Peter, uh, from Tomasi, like, you know, as, <laughs> as a writer. So anyway, anything so to add? exciting. It's so exciting. Uh, thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Uh, you didn't think I was going to get that, did you? I was wondering if you were going to get that, catch that or not. So, but yeah, it, it is. It definitely is. I'm looking forward to, and I know you're. You're like, yes, it is happening. I'm looking forward to getting a little bit more into comics. It's yeah, know, as like things go along. Getting you into comics has been has been my dream. So, <laughs> but. It's like what what else can I get Daryl to spend money on? So uh anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so moving on yet again. Uh F9. Not the F9 key. So all right, so I feel like calling it F9 is just their way of being like, yeah, we're just giving you a middle finger for the ninth movie. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it's like Ugh. uh so the trailer for 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 Fast and Furious Nine uh came out and uh so daryl hasn't watched this version uh and so we have the from universal pictures uh, it was actually universal pictures india i'm sorry when i said it was universal pictures but it's obviously in english but it is a four minute and four second long trailer 
um, which is a minute and 30 seconds longer than the one on the uh, Fast Saga YouTube channel, uh, which is the official YouTube channel for the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, so do you have it up? Yes. Okay. So we're going to watch this together because Daryl hasn't watched it yet. And uh, we're going to make fun of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really all we can do. I will say, I'm excited to see this. Um, I'm curious who made the costuming decision to put a bowl on Charlie Charlie Theron's head and cut her hair that way. Oh, that um, is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember having that haircut when I was five. Uh you know, like it's like why, 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 why does Cipher have to be so weird? Um, <laughs> so Cipher has really bad hair. Uh, just, just putting that out there. Not, not to, not to. You know, actually, characters named Cipher typically don't have good hair. That just, yeah. Because Joey Pants didn't have any hair; he just had that ridiculous mustache. Um, and he just wanted to get plugged back in. Anyway, dude, we're doing throwbacks like 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 it's nothing today. <laughs> All right, so you ready to hit play? Yes. All right, one, two, three, play. All right. Got to love the scenery, first dude, of all. The, like, is it James Wan? Is he the one? He's directing this again. Um, Like, everything we've seen so far in this trailer, we actually saw in Star Trek Beyond. Uh, like, the motorcycle getting uh, getting things... Uh, okay, when John Cena rolls up in his car, it looks like the lowest budget like car pulling up ever. It's like death proof. Yeah. <laughs> like it reminded me of death proof for some reason. Um, but yeah, um, and I know I told you before I, they had the same car. No, this is Ford versus Chevy. Dom's a Chevy guy. Okay. Um, and then Jacob Jake Toretto is a uh, is a Ford. A, is a Ford guy apparently. But they got magnet yeah. planes. Uh, you know, Dom is is making cars do things like uh, taking a rope bridge and turning the wheel just in time to catch the rope, so that uh, the mean, centrifugal force will turn them to jello. Um, and, and not to mention hitting the yeah, freaking cliffside. Right, they hit the cliffside. They're fine, and she's like, "Well, that's new." So she Cardi beat in her pants. Yeah, I was about to say they totally got it on after that. So, but yeah, I don't know. They're in the the weird clubhouses again. Um, people jumping around, like you know, these these are superhero movies now, right? These yeah. aren't. Oh, absolutely, they are. Like, you know, this like, is the. Uh... <laughs> oh, the magnets! I forgot about the magnets. Yeah, yeah like Look the at... magnets are, are a weapon. Yeah, he's got the superhero landing there. Yeah. Oh man, that bowl cut is so yeah, bad. It's just awful. So. Although I gotta say I like John Cena with like longer hair. Uh, this scene is cool. Yeah. He's just like ziplining through whatever city is, and Dom's just waiting on the other side of that wall. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, Michelle Rodriguez just Aquaman that guy out the window. Yeah, and then Han, and there's your boy. Yeah, yeah. eating. Got to chew the gum. Now is he chewing gum or is he eating popcorn or chips? I don't know. He's always doing something yeah. like. So, um, you know, and that I looked almost, like a newcomer. Yeah, I almost wish that they would have. A, Dom got a concussion there going through that doorway. Um, yeah, I almost wish they would have like said, you know what, Tyrese, we're we're gonna stick with the rock. All right, a Fiero with a <laughs> rocket strapped to it. 
this is the greatest joke. <laughs> awesome, right? No. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Like, you know. That's awesome. So, um, so my idea of a drinking game was anytime something just that defies the laws of physics or just overly ridiculous, mm-hmm. you take a drink. But you mean like the magnets? Be de- yeah. Yeah, you'd probably be dead in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Well, I told you, we're going to have to convince the ladies to go see this with us. <laughs> and we're going to have to sneak in flasks, multiple flasks each, because we are going to be fucked. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so Han finally learned how to fight? Yeah. So... Um, all right, so this is ironic that this thing is falling over and Dom is driving like right underneath it, whereas like kind of like sh- where Charlize didn't have the brains to do that as the super genius <laughs> in, in Prometheus. In Prometheus, yeah. <laughs> so, and I like how he's running through this as it falls yeah. down the mountainside. Right. Oh, by the way, he gets to the yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is, and then he gets blown up and yeah. falls. Out. That is the worst CGI Dom Toretto they've ever done. Yeah. So. Why would he let Tyrese drive this? I don't know. So I, I don't know. All right. So <laughs> that is so ridiculous. So, so this movie looks like it's going to be the dumbest one yet, and I'm going to love it. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm going to love how dumb it is. So, um, yeah. Qu- quick, like one sentence reaction. This. I don't have words because there are no words to describe the buffoonery we're going to see yeah. with Fast 9 or F9. F9. Middle finger number nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I think this is the start of the saga ending trilogy. Oh, good God. <laughs> yes. So we're going to get 12 of them. Uh, or are we going to get... I, I, I don't know if it's 11 or 12. Okay. Because... Yeah, I think it's based on what I saw. I think it's eleven, but I don't. I think that's how they 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 kind of phrased framed it. It's right. this is the start of the trilogy, or it's this one and then the trilogy to end it. I, okay, okay, I'm not. I'd have to look that up, but it's All eleven right. or twelve movies. Okay. Well, speaking of endings, um, I know that's a really harsh way to put this last story. Yeah. Uh so ArcLight Cinemas and Polit. Uh, words are hard, Daryl. Sweet, 26 minutes in before they were hard. Um, <laughs> Arclight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters will not be reopening as parent company Decurion hands the keys back to the landlords. Uh, this is an article from Deadline. So I have never been to an Arclight um, or Pacific Theater. Me neither. Uh, or anything owned by Decurion, apparently. Uh, so when, when I say, uh, I don't care, <laughs> um, it, it's not that like, I, I don't care that people are going out of business. Um, I, I don't care because these are mostly California and West coast based, um, theater chains that allowed their state governments to, to, you know, put them out of business. Yeah. So I'm this is just a bigger issue for me than this story itself. And to what you're talking about as far as how Hollywood 
and and you know specific state governments could have prevented stuff like this but they didn't and this is not going to be and this uh, we know this isn't the only theater that theaters that are closing but you know one of the things i read about here when uh, and one of the more interesting things is this like cinemarama dome mm-hmm. is the only concrete geodesic dome on earth mm-hmm. uh which is that's you know that's something i didn't know but i thought that was very interesting yep. but also i think this it's also a especially because this is in the, the you know the heart of you know hollywood or what have you or around there i'm waiting for someone in hollywood to actually do something um as far as i don't know picking up the tag i mean because i believe it's like 180 grand or something like that that is owed but Mm. you know not to go specific on this but just the overarching point is overarching a point is overarc lighting point i get it yeah you're you're (laughs) a sick man but i get it yeah it's it's just the frustration of how this could have been avoided yeah, so $181,900 is due to fall into collections uh, against Caitlin Brannon, the uh, the person who owns or runs the studios, uh, whatever. Um, what happened to the PPE stuff? Did this person not get the 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 government like assistance that has been happening? Um, you know, I know lots of businesses who did this and have have taken care of their people and their their rent um, by doing so. And, and so, you know, I, I think there's a bit of mismanagement here. I think there is a lot mm-hmm. of government interference here that that led to this. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, this is sad because these are, are really iconic movie theaters and, and things like that. Um, but, hey. If you have money and you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, go ahead and rent or buy one of these spaces and start your own independent theater. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's built in, and you could you could call it the Farclight if you want. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the the Arc Knight, whatever you want to call it. You could call it, you know, not not the Arclight. <laughs> multiplex and you know have some fun with it but i i do think that while it it is sad that that these hollywood institutions are closing um it's a point where you know we we both live in states that are relatively opened um you know we've been to the movies uh we've been able to go to movies almost the entire time uh, there just yeah. hasn't been anything to go see uh, for the most part. So, you know, I, I blame I blame Hollywood. I blame I blame yep. the movie studios for for saying, you know, uh, a little bit of something uh, or nothing is better than a little bit. Uh, we're going to wait. Yeah. And we're going to hold off and we're going to put out movies that people have like like Black Widow that people have lost interest in. Yeah, and again, we've talked about we talked about this I think last year, and how upset we were, how Hollywood and the movie studios were handling this uh, when they could have helped foster some confidence in you know just in the movie industry as yep. a whole. And, and movie studios were asking and for mov- bailouts. Yeah, which is anyway, 
and and this and again this is and to your other point as far as a little bit of mismanagement that's that's probably a part of you know what's going on as well but but again like i said this stuff could have been avoided if hollywood wasn't so damn greedy and said hey you know what we're gonna do this thing and we might not make as much but in the long run we could have built more goodwill we're gonna protect the industry that's what they should and and that's I and tell you what, yeah, that's sucks. If I had a little bit of Skrilla and li- was stupid enough to live in California, I-, I would not only go and buy these locations or rent these locations, I would hire every single person back and give them a $2 an hour raise and say, all right, we're going to do this right this time. And I would make the most customer friendly, um, you know, enjoyable experience like you know, bring it back to the old days where it's like you got seated and, and, you know, someone helped you. They wiped off your seat before they sat you down like an usher at a baseball game back in the day. Yeah. Um, like I would turn it into this this amazing experience that you're never going to get a home on your 75 inch 8K TV. Yeah. Um, make people want to come to, to make theaters. People want to come to theaters and, yeah. and, and do. And, you know, if, if someone came in and, and had one bad day, great. If you're a worker and you come in and you have two bad days, you're gone. And like, you know, mm-hmm. it would just be 100% about service and and enjoyment of movies and, and going to movies. Because like me, one of your favorite pastimes is going to the movies. Yes, always. It so has always been my, my, since I was a kid. Yep. Yep. My two favorite things are to go to the movies and to go see stand-up comedy. I'm doing one of those tomorrow. Um and then, oh, I'm, nice. Well, we're going to see Taylor Tomlinson for Angel's birthday. So, um, yeah, so it's exciting. Um, but yeah, so I like, like, you know, I, I want to feel bad. I really do, but I just, I kind of don't. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, you know, it's sad, but at the same time, like, it was avoidable. Mm hmm. So. Kind of like Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what a segue! Look at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let's just jump right into this happy horse shit. Then, <laughs> all right. So over the weekend, uh, last weekend, uh, this original Reddit post came out with someone claiming to have leaked a bunch of stuff. So we're gonna get into that, and then bounding in the comics kind of goes, um, and, and puts some of their thoughts into it as well. But in a nutshell, there was a massive leak about Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, and among many of the, th- the things in the information given, the leak claims that there exists a different cut of J.J. Abrams, um, what they call fairly divisive Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think we saw the J.J. cut. Uh, there are rumors that there are multiple cuts, like Kathleen Kennedy had a hand in taking a cut. Um, there's a rumor of a George Lucas cut, which I don't believe at all. Um, you know, so, but here's the thing. They are, the only reason they're doing this is because they're trying to get goodwill back from the fans and they want to, uh, they want to get some of that like Snyder cut, like shine back on them. I will tell you right now, I do not believe nearly anything in this, in this Reddit post. I feel like this is um, this is a propaganda piece to get people to think that Kathleen Kennedy is not to blame for anything, that it's Disney uh, stepping in and, and telling her no to things. Um, 
I don't know what you I don't know I don't know how much of this you read, but so I, um, I read it all. Okay. And so when I said earlier I have some thoughts about this, and, and you you thought I meant this, your thoughts on the Snyder Cut. I meant why this came out now, and you said it perfectly when you said you thought it was a propaganda piece. Yep. I 100% agree with that. I I read this, and again, some of this stuff was like, okay. Some of the stuff I could almost see happening, but too much of it, you know, if, if there were a couple nuggets here and there, I would have been more apt to believe it than this laundry list of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, it's, I think it's horseshit. And as interesting as a getting a, as wiping the rise of Skywalker from my mind in the sense of it's and at, and getting something more encompassing of the trilogy of finishing the trilogy off. Yes. That would have been nice. And that would be nice if it existed, but I don't buy for a second. It exists. Yeah, sure. There might be a director's cut in the sense that there was some stuff cut out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can buy that. Absolutely buy that. Right. But to, to say there's this, just so happens to be four hour cut of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a four hour and two minute cut of the rise of yeah. Walker. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, all right. So you know who Mike zero is, right? All right. Yeah. So whatever, like the pro Kathleen Kennedy version of Mike zero is, that's who wrote this. Um, yes. If you guys aren't familiar and don't waste your time, Mike zero is this YouTuber who has been doing this for a very long time, who puts out like eight videos a day that are essentially all the same thing. Um, making up like, you know, uh, sources close to tell me. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, like this I is all rumor. To- this is all conjecture. <laughs> like we don't, yeah. uh, at least I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, I do not believe any of this is news. I don't believe any of this is true. Uh, this is all trying to get people to stop downvoting everything about the high republic. <laughs> I like that. Anna would be proud. Uh, I can't go quite as high pitched as Anna can, and I don't have my super stamp suit on, so you know. Yeah, and, and your point is, you know, being a smokescreen to kind of take some of the blame off of Kathleen Kennedy is spot on because when you read this that's what it reads like it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost like an apolo- like the apolo- the Kathleen Kennedy apologist or what have you yeah and again like i said there are some things in here where i could absolutely see it being true but again there is just way too much stuff on here for me to say oh even a a good majority of this is true now it's all right did you read did you read Trevor Rose Duel of the Fates script i did not okay i'll send it to you um so in here it talks about like flashbacks to Luke's life before the sequels. Luke had been looking for Mortis through Octu. Luke and Kylo would have had a proper duel on Mortis. This scene is based off their confrontation in Duel of the Fates. There's a hint that Poe's romantic inter- uh, Poe's romantic interest in Finn, yet in the end he gives him his blessing to Finn and Ray. That right there, that's one of the things that 100% lost me. Because in the next one, Poe would end up convincing bounty hunter Zori to aid the fight and her fellow bounty hunters, the two becoming mutually interested in each other. It's like, come on. Um, the message in the galaxy, 
The message to the galaxy is Leia's call for help from the last Jedi that BB-8 recorded. Sith troopers are actually clones mixed with Phasma's deep bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, you know, this reads like this is, fan this is, fiction. No, no, no. This is bad fan fiction. This is like Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey Star Wars. Anakin's Force Ghost would have appeared with the younger Force Ghost of Luke and Leia to say goodbye forever. The Resistance gang would have celebrated on Tatooine at the Lars homestead. Oh, God. Oh, I threw up. Hold on. Finn and Rey watching the sunrise hand in hand with Jaina Rose, Poe, Zori, Chewie, and the droids. Barf- oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's not sure. Uh, not sure. Heard some talks about it, but Bob Chapek has had, it, has had his hands full and is rather cheap. I don't see... Uh, uh, a high fan campaign for this ever happening like the Snyder Cut. Alright. Here's the difference. The Snyder Cut, people wanted to see the Snyder Cut because his stepdaughter killed herself tragically. Killed herself. And he left the project to him and Deborah to heal and to deal with their tremendous and horrific loss that no parent should have to go through. And so then when the Justice League version came out and people were like, what the crap is this shit? Um, Zach couldn't have done any worse. And he didn't. The The Snyder Cut, even though it's overly long and self-indulgent, is a much better movie. Even though yeah. it has all of that movie in it. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> and... Yeah, they are absolutely trying to say, oh, well, it worked. It worked for Snyder Cut. Why won't it? Can't it? Why can't? Why shouldn't it work for us? Yeah. You know, and that might help. You know, some of the like the flame and the flames of the tire fire that is Lucasfilm. The you know the you know how the fans are setting torches to every video they put out, and you know, a actually, lot of these I will say, like the Bad so. Batch trailer got like forty-two thousand upvotes. I was about and, to say, like, but. Like, Yes. 1100 downvotes but that's what people want people are letting them know if this yep. is something There's... we like we're going to upvote it if it's something we don't like we're going to downvote it from here on yeah out. um to the point where youtube is changing the rules um so here here's my favorite though is is the this the my final thoughts this this is just the 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 piece de la resistance of of this just utter horseshit reddit post um my final thoughts personally I favored Colin's ending chapter with the, uh, you know, Duel of the Fates more. In my humble opinion, he got Star Wars the best. Should have given him the trilogy. But that's just my own personal two cents. There'll be more leaks coming. Maybe from me. Maybe not. I can't provide much personal info without putting myself at risk. Take this however you want. I'm attempting to get this out for the sake of the truth. May the force be with you. Um, and he didn't okay. even spell out "May the force be no, with well, you." Well, he didn't spell out any of this. Let, let me and, let me yeah. let me translate this into normie normie speak for for people, um, because this is actually let me translate this out of normie speak. How about this? Uh, I favored Colin's ending chapter for Duel of the Fates. We never got to see it made. It's got really cool concept art and had a really cool script, but it was probably going to be impossible to film. Um, he he got Star Wars the best. He should have been given him should have given him the trilogy. Well, um, 
There was no plan for the trilogy anyway, so what else could it hurt? There'll be more leaks coming, maybe from me, maybe not. Um, as we need to protect Kathleen Kennedy more, we will enter more of this propaganda <laughs> bullshit. Um, you know, I um, <laughs> this is um, to provide as much personal uh, info without putting myself at risk. I don't know shit about shit, but I'm going to pretend like I work at Lucasfilm, and all you jabronis on Reddit are going to read this and you know lap it up. I mean, how we're talking about it. Um, so I trust me, I see the hypocrisy there. Um, <laughs> take this however you want. I'm attempting to get this out for the sake of the truth. That really, the word truth there should have been put in quotes, or he should have put instead of of the truth, this person should have put of my, my truth, truth because yes. <laughs> that's all this is. This is this is this is someone's my truth. Um, you know, it is. You know, I I, I love watching Doomcock videos. I really do, mm -hmm. just because I like the I like the whole presentation of it all. Yeah, I love that. Love the presentation. I, I, I believe less than a third of what he says, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And and you know he's right about a quarter of the time, um, but this is just this is just a special kind of stupid. Uh, so, you know how they say less is more. This is a perfect example. If you wanted something that could have gotten people talking. And not making fun of you. Mm -hmm. And again, there are some people that do be do believe this. Let's, I mean, but there yeah. are some people that are just just stupid. But uh, and one person actually said on here, one of the comments was like, "It's funny that he put this on Star Wars speculation and not Star Wars leaks or something like that." Mm -hmm. And then one of the persons like, "Yeah, because Star Wars leaks have standards or whatever." I, you know, I don't know. I was just looking at somebody that said that. But if you would have put a less of this in here. And cut it down by seventy five percent, say. Yeah, and well, well, been a little bit smarter. Yeah, and, and when, they, when they add it, yeah, I don't know. Like in the first couple like bullet points, you can tell it's a, a Kathleen Kennedy propaganda piece because it says here, uh, um, there's no cult cultural civil war. Well, Lucas yeah, Hill. that was there. Lucas asked Abrams to set up a romance between Poe and Ray. Abrams refused. Refused. So sum it up, Ab Abrams was not on the same page with the powers that be. Again, the acronym. Ryan was, or sorry, <clears throat> Ruin was far more helpful with Lucasfilms, working with them instead of against them. Frankly, yeah. this turned out to be a mistake for Ruin due to Lucasfilms being indecisive. Obviously, stories were uh, were always being changed. Abrams was pushed for a more traditional ending of the trilogy. Luke Skywalker living past the end of the sequels, instructing a new generation of his offspring. So, like, so, all right. One, Ruin Johnson made a first draft. He shot a first draft. And he made a billion less dollars than the movie that preceded before. His. Yes. Um, I, as far as like this idea of Luke and his offspring and in here somewhere, it talks about Ray being Luke's daughter. So essentially you're taking two of the three main characters. Actually, no, you're going to take the three main characters and you're going to turn them into deadbeat parents. Yeah. That, that, that's what this, this, this idea of, a you know, this is some like Marxist like propaganda nonsense in, in this in this Reddit article about like, you know, you don't need family. You don't need a mom and a dad. And, and you know, uh, yeah, 
I, I just, I'm never going to be done with Star Wars. Um, And let's be honest, Disney Star Wars has been, like you said, a tire fire. Um, Like on Devil's Night in the Crow tire fire. Uh, but we got Rogue One. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it's not without its problems. But we got Rogue One, which is my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Um, we also got Rebels. Yeah. And we got the last four episodes of season seven of the Clone Wars, which before oh. which like I would have said the last half of the last season of Rebels is the greatest Star Wars that's ever been put onto pen or paper or screen. And, and that has been revised to say the last four episodes of the Clone Wars is the greatest Star Wars anything that's ever been made. Um, and that was done under Disney's watch. Even though, even though it was Filoni, that was done under Disney's watch. I don't think anything from The Mandalorian is like my favorite Star Wars of anything other than the, the minute and 37 seconds we got with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but still, it was it did something that the sequel trilogies, the Disney trilogies could not do. Correct. And that was, for the most part, it Everybody, I won't say everybody, the majority of people either liked it or loved it. Yeah. It wasn't the divisive. It wasn't, I don't even know what to call it. It wasn't the divisive garbage pail of decent ideas mixed with terrible ideas that that has been the, the Disney, the sequel trilogy. Here's the thing. On paper, the sequel trilogy... You've got a bunch of young, really good actors. You've got Adam Driver. You've got Daisy Ridley. You've got John Boyega. You've got um, Kelly Marie Tran. You've got Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaacs. You, those are five actors to build. And freaking, you've got, uh, let's not forget Donald, Donald Gleason. Gleason. You've yeah. got six actors to build a franchise around. And what do they do to them? They make them all jokes. Yeah. Like, who, whoever... On Ruin Johnson's set that said, hey, let's put Kelly Marie, Kelly Marie Tran in a potato sack and give her the worst haircut in the history of movies should be drawn and quartered. Yeah. Because, or how sorry, good. I was about to say, or let's 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 make Finn, you know, the first thing we see of him in the in the seek in the second movie is a joke where he's getting out of the tank suit or mm-hmm. whatever and then and there's you know fluids spewing everywhere. Right. Yep. No. I mean Kelly Marie Tran is a beautiful woman. She's oh, absolutely. so likable. She is so likable. Like the fact that Rose was such a poorly written character had nothing to do with the fact that Kelly Marie Tran actually had you rooting for for Rose against everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I want this character to be good. I want to like this character. And it's because you want to like Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Plain and simple. So I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand why a company would spend four billion dollars on an intellectual property and then do this to it. And then to to, you know. If this is from someone at Lucasfilm, this is one hundred percent Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy propaganda to to say Absolutely. This, to to shift the blame 
from the fact that she never should have been in the role she was in. And I, 100%. that's all I, I have to say. <laughs> that's all. Speaking of Forrest so, Gump, that's all I have to say about that. So, all right. Let's, uh, let's up our spirits a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode five. Uh, speaking truth. of the truth, speaking of my <laughs> truth. Um, all right. So, as per usual, if you want all of our thoughts on this, you have to go to Patreon and sign up and, uh, Listen to our commentary track as we watch along and and give our our unabashed thoughts <laughs> um, about it. Uh, I will say I told you this was five episodes shoved into one. Actually, it wasn't five mm-hmm. full episodes. It was five idealits of an episode shoved into one. Um, I like that idealits. Yeah, uh, I think Zemo's gone for the season, and that makes me sad. Um, yeah, Zemo was. We can't f- watch him dance anymore dance like be a master of puppets with sam and bucky um you know the head tilt the head tilt (laughs) so he's doing the stupid head tilt uh yeah i this episode this this episode's hard to talk about because there's so much right we got a great fight between uh walker and bucky and sam uh, when he tore the wing off the wingsuit, that was freaking awesome. That was amazing. Uh, I liked how, like, you see the difference with someone who can fight uh, with the super soldier serum versus the flag smashers because yeah. none of Sam's tricks with the wings worked. Not one of them. Yeah. And he was going against two guys that could fight. Yeah. Because Sam can fight. It's not like Sam can't fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was uh it was great. And you had Bucky. I mean, like, I don't know if that was Sebastian Stan doing the 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 stunt work there, the the fight choreography there, but if it is, kudos, Stan. Kudos. Mm-hmm. Or Sebastian. Yeah. Um that that I mean that was that was just a great scene. Um, you know, all, all the way up until the end when when they actually like hurt Walker. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, a, you know, I watched a couple of reactions to that and, and everybody mentioned, and I thought it the same thing when I first saw it, was it reminded me a lot of the fight with the Avengers on Titan against Thanos trying yeah. to get the gauntlet off yeah. of him. Oh, trying to get the shield away. Um, yeah. And I I just love Wyatt Russell in this episode. Um, so like I, I've really liked what he's given. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been you know, great. John Walker. Um, yeah. So there is a shot where uh, in the aftermath where Bucky is kind of the last man standing there and he's holding the shield and like the light is coming in from the, the opening of the warehouse. Um, it's what is part of the uh, the thumbnail for this show uh, for this episode. Like I loved it. It's like, man, I like if if my background wasn't Shai Hulud, I would switch it to that on my computer. <laughs> yeah, if. This show overall has had some great shots, but the last two episodes has had some of the most phenomenal shots you'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a great shot later on of Sam like literally hugging the shield like it's his whoopee. Um, yeah. <laughs> where, you know, like, so it's just kind of jumping around, right? Uh, Sam 
and Bucky playing the weirdest game of Frisbee with the shield was a highlight of the episode. Um, I love their conversation, too. Their conversation was great, but it made the training montage a little weird um, later because, like, Sam showed a really good affinity for the shield and then all of a sudden was kind of like a monkey humping a football with it. Well, I thought that too. And then you watch how hard he was throwing it the yeah. second time around. It was it definitely because they were just kind of like doing soft toss, which again, I love that scene them just tossing around like, you know, all they were missing were a couple beers. But um Well, they had those when they were fixing the boat. Yeah. Which again, as you so. mentioned, that was a highlight for you too. Yep. Um, the show you never knew you wanted. The show I never knew I wanted. Um, you know, I I I think again bringing sam back to his family was kind of an unnecessary thing um i did not i i, I don't know i'm interested in, in in you know i i want people to have to pay for your your insights for this um the sam isaiah bradley conversation i was not um i was not super high on i i thought it i didn't think sam needed to go there yeah so this is what I like. That was a about torch this. that didn't need to be passed. One, I I actually 100 percent agree with that. He did he did he did not need to go there and because he he owes Isaiah nothing. No, he didn't and, know Isaiah existed until two episodes yeah. ago. So he, and I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to reach out to another a fellow, and this is Sam. This is absolutely Sam. Mm-hmm. He was trying to reach out to a fellow veteran mm-hmm. who was done wrong, and. But again, this is Isaiah Bradley in this show is such a bitter old man. And again, when I say I don't mean that derogatorily, I mean, I understand why he's so bitter. You spend 30 years in prison for and you're and you're innocent or for whatever. You're going to be a little bitter. Mm-hmm. What I liked about that scene is that Sam did not succumb to Isaiah's bitterness. Right. He understood it. But at the same time. He was he's his own person. And it's one of the things I told you is. I didn't I wanted Sam to maintain himself as the Falcon just so he can be himself, his own character. But this the last two episodes, especially this conversation with Isaiah made me see that I actually do want him as Captain America because he has the same those same ideals, the, the that same internal spirit of steve rogers yeah and that is why he should be wearing the mantle not Mm -hmm. because and that's why steve picked him Mm -hmm. and i think this series has done such a great job showing that finally showing why sam deserves to wear deserves to hold that shield and when bucky said you know when steve told me his plan like they they could not have been any more plain that steve that, that bucky knew what steve was doing when he left to return the uh, Infinity Stones, right? Yeah, right. And that, I, I always thought that because how he said, how could I? Because yeah. you're taking all the stupid with you. Right. When he said that, that's when I I, I had to think, I think he knew what Steve was going to do. Well, and when he pointed over to Steve on the bench when, yeah. with Sam, so. he was like, go. Go. Go on now. Go on now. You get... <laughs> go he on didn't now. give him a pat, though. We don't need you here anymore. You go get that shield. You'll be Captain America. We don't need a Falcon anymore. Go on now. You get white fanging him. I do that as a kid all the time. I'm like, you go on now. You go on now and you get. We don't want you here anymore. You get. 
<laughs> I love life hanging her. It's my favorite. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, the Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine showing up was really cool. Um, that's a deep cut. That's not a deep cut. Ah, yeah. that's is that a deep cut? That's a ah, well, she was in the uh, Agents of Shield movie with David Hasselhoff. That's true. But I mean, because she was in, I mean, she's a she she's been with Nick Fury for most of the Nick Fury like storylines, um, in one way or another. Is this the uh, the opening of the Secret Invasion? You know, this is my question: is uh, is Sharon Carter the the power broker? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a red herring. I don't think she is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, because it, all signs, and again, there was one episode a couple weeks ago where I was like, oh, she's definitely the power broker, just based on what's going on. But I don't know, to your point, it just seems like they're putting it out on a platter, or, and, or are we overthinking it? I don't know. Yes, to all of it. <laughs> yeah, so, so but yeah, um, I, yeah, this wasn't as powerful. I, I don't know, like, just thinking about this, because one of the things you said is this is a weird episode. Yeah, and I wasn't sure I liked it that much. I like parts of on it. on first viewing. Yeah, but then there are parts of it on the second viewing I really like, and then there's still some parts. So I've only I, watched I was... it once. I didn't watch it a second time. Yeah. Yet. Well, see, I count my like watching with you know reactions and stuff like that. And the first four episodes, I, no, the first three episodes, I would watch it once, and then I would watch one reaction to it ah. because. I wasn't that excited for it. The last two episodes, I've really gone back to what I usually do. And it's, there are still parts that, again, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. Uh, again, I, we've talked about, Sarah was probably her best in this episode for me. Yeah. And as well as Carly. Mm-hmm. She actually showed emotion in this episode that. Well, she's always showing emotion. Well, when I say emotion, I mean I, that that control, I felt was genuine emotion. and controlled. Yeah. yeah. So the, the and, and the scene where she's like, you know, we're what did she say? Something about us? You know, we're basically we're people too, and we, you know, we're being tossed by the side. Yeah. By we, the way, we, we belong. We we live on this damn planet. You know, just like them. yeah. I I um, actually really like that scene with her. Yeah. So so like I was saying, this is like a bunch of episodes in one, right? So you have the episode right. with the three heroes fighting it out. You know, you have the episode that is the fallout from that with him being stripped of the role of Captain America and done dirty by the um So oh, Wikipedia man. Wikipedia says Walker receives a dishonorable discharge. And he and that's not true. He received an other than honorable discharge. That is not yeah. a dishonorable discharge. But the fact that they didn't even let him keep his benefits when that was bullshit. You know, and then they wouldn't let him speak. And the way like why why Wyatt Russell in that scene was was fantastic. Like Yeah. You know, um I don't know. I've just really liked Wyatt Russell this whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, uh it's it's don't get me wrong, it's totally different. Thirty years versus being, you know, taking your benefits away mm-hmm. but it's very interesting how the military treated isaiah bradley mm-hmm. and how they're treating uh john walker here yeah you know th- like he said i did everything you asked and man i i love his character yeah. i absolutely love 
his character. Yeah, and all these and, people who just want to like shoehorn into him and as a as a supremacist of some kind. It's like you, that you, you are not watching yeah. the same. You you are yeah. watching this through through a lens that is covered in Vaseline, peanut butter, <laughs> motor oil, and bullshit. Because yeah. like that is the like this is a much more this is a very nuanced performance that we're getting from from Wyatt. Um, and and but yeah. again. We'll talk. But about they ran them of off stuff. social media, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big fat oh, L. He's not even on social media, douchebags. Yeah. Um, but yes, he Wyatt Russell has been great yes, in this role. Absolutely, like for your consideration, like best star, uh, best best uh, supporting actor, uh, Wyatt Russell for for John Walker. One hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. So there was that episode. Then there was the episode of of like. Uh, Sam and, and Isaiah. And then there was the hard traveling heroes episode with the guys fixing up the boat. And then, <laughs> you know, and then at the end, there's the, there's the, uh, the episode of Sam putting in the work to be captain America. And then the big smile on his face when he finally looks at his Wakandan captain America wingsuit. Um, so prediction Joaquin Torres is going to put those wings back together and become the Falcon. In episode six, I'm 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 not kidding. He's going to he's, I, I, we're going to see him. That will either be that will be either be something at the very end of the episode or it will be the end credit scene of him okay, slapping okay, him on, yeah. popping the wings, and taking off in like you know flying. Port. I buy I I could buy that. I could I could buy that because he just left just it like, with him. Yep. Yeah, just this like is, Craglin trying to yeah. uh, fly uh, the arrow at the end of Guardians two. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly so anyway uh all right so out of five melted down military honors i am I, gonna give this episode a three and a half okay so i that's where i was but i again i i did like overall last week's better but this one for me because there were so such good character moments mm -hmm. it's not far behind so I, I actually bumped it up to a 3.75 fair enough all right so if you want to hear the rest of our thoughts about this and everything with george st pierre and, and all that fun stuff uh go sub subscribe to patreon.com slash infos podcast uh for as little as two dollars you can listen to all this um and you can go back and listen to our WandaVision ones, too, which were a lot of fun. Um, not that these haven't been fun, but the WandaVision ones were a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right. Um, like and subscribe on YouTube. Five-star reviews on uh, Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe. Uh, follow on Facebook. Follow on Instagram. Am I missing anything? I don't believe. It, oh, so. fuck Twitter. That's what I was missing. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. Do you got any last words? No, I'm I'm kind of looking for I'm really looking forward to the season finale of that uh, to top it off. Mortal Kombat is out next week. So yep. that'll be a good looking Friday. So, yeah, I think we're going to do Mortal Kombat as a standalone review episode, too. So that'll be fun. Right. I think we're both going to try and go see it in the theater um, and then watch Kombat. it on. And watch it on uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. So, uh, and if you are uh, a fan of Mortal Kombat and you have Apple, um, 
an Apple device. Uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy Seasons 1 and 2 are $6.99 each on uh, iTunes right now. So well worth picking up because that is a, an amazing little series there. So uh, Yes, it is. R.I.P. Machinima. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Not really, but kind of. Uh, so, all right. On that note, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page patreon.com slash infamous podcast we have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear music for this podcast is provided by michael henry from meetmichaelhenry.com so whenever you're listening to us have a great day night evening weekend whenever it is and we'll see you next time thanks for listening